From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hey everyone, welcome to the Anxiety Project podcast number 43. Thank you for tuning in this week. I have a great episode for you and it's on values. But before I dive into values, send me your questions for another Q&A podcast episode. I want to hear from you and I want to answer your questions. So send me a question on it could be on my website at unpluganxiety.com and there's a contact page there. Fill out the contact page with your question and name and I will answer it on my next Q&A episode. Thank you and, and please go and do that after this episode. Now, where do our values come from? Very, very important topic because our values come from our deepest level of programming. What is our deepest level? It's the unconscious. That's our deepest level. And the unconscious is so fascinating to understand because it runs us. It runs us. That's why you feel automated. Do you ever have that feeling of, wow, a year has gone by and it, it felt so quick. It felt too quick, actually. You might have felt automated, haven't you? Well, that's the unconscious. It's automating you. Perhaps you're running the same old patterns every day, and thus the year felt like a big blur. Well, the unconscious is very habitual. It runs on patterns. It keeps you automated. But it could be running bad patterns, and that's important to realize. So not only does the unconscious run on bad patterns or sorry, patterns and habits, but it stores memories. It stores repressed memories. It stores traumatic memories. Um, do you ever feel like you're going about your day? A memory pops up from the past and it's the same traumatic memory that keeps popping up every other day or once a week or whenever and you push it back down, that's coming from your unconscious mind. Your unconscious mind wants the best for you. That's why it's presenting you with that memory. It's actually telling you that, hey, you need to deal with this memory so that you can get rid of it. You can get rid of that energy from, in, from within the body because that negative energy from that trauma, from that negative event, embarrassing moment, whatever it is, that energy is ruminating. It's, it's making you detached from the present. It's, it's keeping you from being mindful. And that energy can manifest itself into an, an actual physical illness because that energy is bad for the body and it needs to be released. So that's what the unconscious does. It is looking out for your higher self. But you may say, Brad, you know, my unconscious, how is it looking out for me when I have negative thoughts, when 
I keep doing these bad patterns and I keep, I keep, my life is just in total chaos. How is it good for me? Well, the unconscious mind needs to be treated properly. It needs to be fed good habits and uplifting habits because it only runs on what's familiar to it. So if you keep, you know, if you keep ruminating over negative thoughts, if you keep pointing out the negatives during the day, if you hang around negative friends and coworkers constantly, if you eat poor foods, if you engage in habits that you know is not good for you, then you keep, then your unconscious is running on those bad habits and that's all you know and that's all the unconscious knows. So how about feeding the unconscious good habits, positive habits, uplifting habits that keep you in a state of confidence and, and it keeps you uplifted and, and happy. So that's also important to understand. Pay attention to the habits that you run on a daily basis and ask yourself this question. What am I doing daily that is bad for my higher self? What am I doing that's really stupid? (laughs) What am I doing that's really stupid? That's really doing me no good. You know, you're not going to like the answer. You're not going to like the answer because the unconscious runs on the patterns that it already knows and it's and it's what's familiar to it so when when something comes up from your unconscious saying you know this is what you're doing on daily that's bad and you should stop it's really quite distressing right it's like oh my god i'm doing that it's like how am i going to stop that it seems overwhelming that you know you, how can you stop that bad habit because the unconscious finds it difficult to engage in new habits because it likes what's familiar to it. So when when you ask yourself that question, what am I doing that's really not good for me daily and that's not really benefiting my higher self, the, the answer is going to be distressing because it might seem like a long shot to get there, to, to overcome that habit. And it is difficult. It takes 21 days for a new habit to be cemented by the unconscious. So start practicing. The unconscious wants practice. It needs practice to, to be automated. All right. So when you, when you engage, when you finally engage in new uplifting habits, give it time, do it Every day, it's all about practice. So our values determine how our time is spent. So in in our values coming from the unconscious is, is, is being automated, right? It's like what you aim at is what you get. So be careful where you aim. Be careful where you aim and be careful what you act out and and that's why answering the question what am i doing daily that's really stupid you know it is a good question and it, you should ask yourself that you're not going to like the answer 
But you need to ask yourself that because once you stop doing one thing that's negative, then your life will get a little bit better. And then you do another thing that's negative, you stop doing that's negative, your life gets a little bit better and you start getting more control and you start adding more order to the chaos. So change your values, then you change your results. Okay, and so this, near the end of this podcast, I'm, in, I'm going to go over how you can change your values and what you can start doing. What makes your values so valuable? And it can come from other people. And your, your, your values can be a reflection of other people. And your values are so valuable because... It runs who you are. You perceive the world through them, your values. And your values hold on to multiple beliefs around it. And that's something else that's really crucial to understand. So from the ages of zero to seven, we're in the imprint period. I'm going to go over the different age ranges and 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 how our values come to be so from the ages of zero to seven we're in the imprint period or what i like to call the sponge period and we're 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 absorbing all of our parents beliefs and our and their values maybe you're around family members who have suffered from health anxiety and now you're absorbing all of their negative beliefs around their health anxiety. They're ruminating over potential illnesses and they believe their headache is a brain tumor. They believe that a pain in their body is is something of a physical ailment. And then you're a child, you absorb all of their beliefs and values. And then later in life, you don't know where the belief of your health anxiety came from? Well, it could have come from family. At this period, from the age of, ages of zero to seven, you're in the delta brainwave state all the time. So the doors to your unconscious mind are wide open, absorbing all of the beliefs and values of other people. That's why I call it the sponge phase. You're, everything's just flowing in and you have no guard at the door to say, whoa, I don't accept that or I reject that. There's no guard there. So you're absorbing everything. From the ages of seven to 14, we're in the modeling period where we imitate and mirror those that we look up to. So family, friends. We look up to these people, so we start marrying them. And you might you might notice that you have the same mannerisms as your father or your mother. And you're like, whoa. It's like, you know, have you ever ha- have you have you ever had people tell you that, you know, you you act just like your dad. You know, like you, you know, or you may even recognize in yourself, or I certainly did that I do the same things my dad does or my mom does. And it's like, whoa, that's, that's, you know, but, but understanding where this came from 
made me realize, oh yeah, that you know, it's just because I looked up to them and you know they're around me all the time, so I just picked up all of their their mannerisms and and beliefs and things like that. From the ages of 14 to 21, we're in the socialization period where we begin forming our identity. So we're around kids and we want to get into the social circle. So you start acting and taking on the beliefs of other kids that you that you look up to or or especially in high school for me, I I I started I, I, like it's the feeling of being accepted into the tribe, right? You start to you start to imitate the other people. You start to pick up on their beliefs, and you start to act out what they act out. And so you 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 start forming an identity, and and then you get put. Then you then people put a label on you. Maybe you're the anxious guy or the shy person, or maybe you're the confident person or you're the social butterfly, whatever the label is, you get put on, you get a label put on you from other people. And then that label can just continue it. it that label continues itself throughout your adulthood, right? And, and Until you shift it. But that's it's only when you notice that it's a problem. Maybe people call you Big Dave because you're overweight and you've held on to that identity because it made you fit in with the social groups. And you fear deep down within you, you fear that if you lost weight, you're going to lose your social group. You're going to lose the people close to you because they know you as Big Dave. That's your label. That's your identity to them. And, you know, when people suffer from health anxiety or anxiety, they're afraid that if they change, no one's going to accept them, right? So they stay in that anxious state. They stay with their health anxiety because their dependency on others, like, for example, having reassurance seeking, right? You're always seeking reassurance from other people, close family. Um, you hold on to that and you fear that if you let that go, you're going to let go of the closeness of your family members. You're going to let, let go of the tight bond you have with your family, but the reassurance seeking is doing no one any good, right? You want to be independent and have that social connection with the other people in your life, like your family. So this age range uh, for 14 to 21 is the socialization period. You know, you want to fit in and you take on the labels other people give you. From the ages of 21 to 35, you're in the business persona period. Who are you going to be in this world? This is where you challenge yourself and you see your limits and you you understand what how much you can work and how how much you can't work, right? So for instance, like when when I was 26, I changed my values because I pushed myself far into the film industry. I, I wanted to be in the film industry since I was little. And uh, I, I worked at multiple TV stations and I worked as a freelance camera assistant and then I wanted to go into the big league. So I got into the camera union, right? 
So I, 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 I just was testing myself. Well, I, I didn't know I was, but I was just going and, and, and seeing how much I can work and, 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 and what I can do. So I, I realized that, you know, an 80 hour work week for me, it's not good. It's not good for me for many, many reasons. And so I left, I left the the union because I realized, you know, it just wasn't good for me and my lifestyle. So I left and, and, and in, in your twenties, it's important to understand that test yourself to see how far you can push yourself and how, how much you can work. And what you like and don't like, because I was living with a fear in my early 20s until I was 25 of, of, of stepping into the unknown and testing myself. I was taking the easy route. I was taking easy jobs, jobs that were not difficult and relaxing, right? Before I went into the camera union, which was very difficult job. I, I was working easy jobs and I was just smoking weed, watching TV all the time, not really stimulating my brain. So all, throughout my early 20s, it was just a blur because I was running on autopilot. It was just so easy day in and day out. I was just hanging out with friends who were negative. I was in negative relationships and it, it, I was not being stimulated the right way. I wasn't growing in the right direction. So in your 20s, it's all about failing. It's all about doing something and failing. And your conscience is a bumbling fool. So so don't don't when you don't trust your gut all the time. I mean, I mean, your conscience could be afraid of diving into this thing because of the challenge. But you know, it's important that you do it to see if it is right or wrong. Because it, it could be a fear that's holding you back. And you, you can misinterpret it as your conscious telling you not to do it because of reasons. So it gives you reasons and then it convinces you not to do it because there's underlying fears that are holding you back. But I say, don't let those fears get in the way. Test yourself throughout your 20s. See what you can and cannot do, okay? And grow, and grow. So how do you change your beliefs? So you have beliefs, you're suffering from health anxiety, you're suffering from anxiety, you have poor beliefs. How can we change these beliefs? First, it's important to understand that each of your values holds a number of beliefs supporting it, okay? So say you value reassurance seeking. So around reassurance seeking, you have fear of dying of a heart attack, fear of being independent, right? Fear of, or you have a belief of, you have a belief of being inadequate or, or ugly. You, ha- you have a belief of, not being good enough. So you have all of these beliefs and fears around this value of reassurance seeking, right? You 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 need the support of close family and friends and and you hold on to that. So how do we shift these values that just hold us back? And the first one I suggest is model after others 
And these people are people who have recovered from anxiety and similar challenges that you're facing, right? So for me, I w- I started to model myself after people who recovered from anxiety, who got their life back. And I surrounded myself with those people, you know, not physically, but via YouTube, podcasts, books, just I immersed myself in the subject matter. So I wanted to learn to get myself knowledgeable and grow. So I was stimulating parts of my brain that never been stimulated before. I was I was subjecting myself to information that opened the doors to to why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And and everything became clear, but it takes a lot of work because at first you're going to be like, "What the I don't want to learn this stuff. That's your unconscious mind. Your unconscious mind is trying to pull you back into the same old negative habits, but you're not going to let it, will you? Will you let it? No. You don't want to be pulled back there. You need to attach so much pain to not changing that you find the pleasure in picking up those unfamiliar books and and looking up to positive role models. Also, change your environment. I I left the movie industry because I was surrounded by the wrong energy. The energy of the people on set were negative. They were always stressed. It was a a highly stressed environment. But not only was it stressed, the work week was 80 hours. It was a long week. And my body was running itself into the ground. I mean, on set, the food was terrible. Uh, you know, they, they give you pasta during the day and it's like pasta, you know, like I'm running on five hours sleep, 16 hour days of work. I mean, pasta just makes me more tired. And not only was it the food, but the lack of social life after an 80 hour work week, you come home on the weekend, you're tired, you're cranky, you have no time for family, you don't know how to be positive and uplifting towards your relationships. So, you know, now now I was neglecting that. So I knew that, you know what, I had to really talk. I really had to sit down with myself and be like, is this really for me? And I knew instantly, it's like, no, I value my relationships. I value my health. And this job is just neglecting both of that. And, you know, I it, it was a hard decision, but I finally left uh, the job. Change where you live is also another good one. Change where you live. Maybe you're living in a bad neighborhood. Maybe the neighborhood is is collectively, you know, uh, stressful. Like everyone in the neighborhood is stressed. The everyone driving is is cranky, and you know it could be the weather, whatever it is. Change where you live. It has a great impact on you. It really does. Maybe you're more suited for more nature instead of the city. Maybe you you value more of the countryside, right? So change where you live, and then your values of 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 
what's important to you will shift too. But it's all it's a matter of facing the fear because you don't you're not you're you're uncertain about you know whether I move it'll be better. But there's only one way to find out. It's actually do it. Maybe you're partaking in bad habits. So get rid of bad habits. Some bad habits include being on social media too much, video games, Netflix, bad habits, you know, Netflix and watching TV and and watching too much YouTube can can put a band-aid over problems within the unconscious. The unconscious wants to say something and you're sitting there watching two and a half men for for a few hours because there's a marathon. You know, that's not good. It's not good to mask the unconscious, the things that are stored within the unconscious and, and, and mask the problems. There are many dragons to confront and you're ignoring the baby dragons and then a month later they're so big that they're hard to handle. You don't want to ignore that. So watching too much of anything uh, other than, I think, you know, your positive role models is is bad for you. So, and when I was going through anxiety recovery, I was surrounding myself with a lot of YouTube, but the YouTube videos was of people who have overcome anxiety. It was a different thing. I wasn't sitting there watching sitcoms. I was bettering my life and bettering who I was. Also, mirror what your new positive models do. So mirror what they do. Start acting out uh, what they what they preach, right? Start talking about what they're talking about with your family. So for instance, maybe they're talking about the unconscious mind and what it, how important it is to recognize the functions of it. And now you go to your family, you learn something new, you talk to them about it. So I start acting it out. And also do what they do, whether they suggest reading certain books or they're, they're partaking in certain positive habits like meditation, uh, breathing methods, um, exercises, whatever it may be, start doing what they do on a daily basis. So learn from them and then mirror what they do and how they act. What is their posture like? Right? Fake it until you make it. Fake it. Fake your posture. The more you act out a strong posture, the more it becomes habitual, right? The unconscious will pick it up and eventually you'll have better posture because you kept practicing it, right? Remember, practice the more practice you give something, the more unconscious it will be and the more automated it will be, right? So my values really changed when I reinvented my lifestyle. When I, when I started doing the opposite of what I used to do, everything started to change. My values shifted because of that. I started to value my well-being when I started my anxiety recovery. I started, I took on the responsibility of my anxiety. And so I, I dedicated all my time to change and growing as a person. So 
surrounding myself with models was one of the subcategories of it, right? And and picking up new habits and and and, and developing a routine because the unconscious likes a routine, right? So having a, a routine worked for me, a good routine that I, I keep developing over a period of time, but recognize what you're doing wrong and, and start to move towards the new, higher you and away from the old anxious you. Start doing the opposite of what your old self did, right? And start doing new things to stimulate yourself, to get you out of the hole you dug yourself. And that's where I'm going to leave you today on this podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Visit unpluganxiety.com for all things anxiety recovery. Thank you so much. Do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye-bye. For more podcast episodes, for more video content, and one-on-one coaching with me via Skype, visit www.unpluganxiety.com for everything you need to know about ending anxiety naturally. I love you all. Have a great day. Bye-bye.